Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode of The Sunranto Show was brought to you by all of our Patreon subscribers, who we call the Super Ranters. So who are the Super Ranters? Well, the Super Ranters, not only do they support us financially, but they get, in return, their own RSS feed and get the show early and ad-free delivered to their inbox or podcatcher. They get bonus content like Sunranto shorts and my parody songs and uh, exclusive access to our private Discord channel, which uh, we've been using a ton, and uh, you're missing everything because we have post-show discussions on there pretty much after every single show. We hang out with some great Cubs fans and have a good time over there. Uh, Plus, we chat all day long about the Cubs. It's what we're doing instead of just basically giving it all to Mark Zuckerberg or uh, Elon Musk over at Twitter and Facebook. We have our own private situation, and it's much better that way. And you should join it by becoming a Patreon patron for as little as a dollar a month at patreon.com slash sunranto. There are perks at every level. $5 gets you the Cubs parody songs before the rest of the world. $10 Super Ranters are recognized by name at the end of all of our shows. And um, also $12 gets you the Sun Ranto Ranter calendar uh, every single year. Uh, at much higher levels, you can even place an advertisement about anything you want during our shows. Um, you get our show notes. You get uh, pics and videos that we use to produce the live show. And here's the most important part. 10% of all the Patreon money is tithed directly to the Lost Boys Baseball Club on the south side of Chicago, uses baseball uh, and socio-emotional learning to help decrease violence and improve the social conditions of young people in Chicago. It's one of Sunranto's missions to serve our community, and this is how we do it. Um, It costs us money to put on this show and lots of time to produce a great Cubs fan podcast. And frankly, a penny a download from like the podcast advertiser people uh, and talking about, uh, I'm talking about gan- gambling syndicates and dick pill companies. Well, you know what? That's not, not enough to keep Sunranto show independent on the air uh, because we've got hosting fees and streaming fees and equipment and tickets and beer and batteries and guitar strings and all those things we need to do to uh, keep this show on the air. So become a super ranter at patreon.com slash sunranto patreon p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash sunranto become a part of our patreon family for the 2023 season and please help us produce the sunranto show if each one of you would buy us um one of those 12 dollar plus tax beers at wrigley for doing the sunranto show then just join the three dollar level Three bucks a month that we each get a beer at Wrigley a year on you. Um, so it only seems fair. Patreon.com slash Sunranto. Patreon.com slash Sunranto. Patreon.com slash Sunranto. And if you subscribe today, you'll never have to hear me ask you to become a Patreon patron again. So stop making me waste your time. Sign up for as little as $1 a month at Patreon.com slash Sunranto. Join us today. Enjoy the show. Cubby blue blood flowing through our veins Sitting in the bleachers in the rain 
start mute fail nobody heard you say uh the s in sun ranto i you uh, said came in on, on un. that's on that's on the system i took the did yep. i not did you take the mute off i don't know who unmuted you uh it was god i think pretty sure it was god uh maggie may agrees it's a terrible start to the show i am now unranto this is now the unranto show so now we have to do everything in opposite so That's we're going to start from the end of the script un- and we're going backwards we we're talking about nice an unconvention yeah uh yeah the unconventional here's the unconventional sunranto hi oh. i'm danny rocket it, this show is brought to you by our 106 Patreon supporters, thank you so much for supporting us at patreon.com slash sunrant. So it's how we keep the lights on at the show. And you also get uh, Discord privileges uh, where we will be hanging out after the show with you. And yes, we actually hang out. all. Yeah, come talk. We hang out all day on there, actually, and uh, tell our deepest, darkest secrets. And the other day, we had a fascinating conversation about Juliana Zobrist, which we'll get into a little bit later. If, if that's a good idea, it probably isn't, but we will. Um, <laughs> hashtag chance in the chat if you would like to win a Frank Chance postcard sent to you by me with a message of hope and doom. And doom. Uh, I just sent one of those to Miguel Esparza, and he sent me a little thank you text. Uh, Miguel Esparza, the Spanish language uh, voice of the Cubs, and he's also the Blackhawks guy. We uh, had him on the show, and uh, anyway, I, he, he loved his card. I, said, I sent him a thank you card at, on a chance postcard, so uh, they're incredible. That's all I'm saying. Hashtag chance in the chat. I'll send you one of those with a message. And um, what's everybody drinking? Uh, IFG, infield fly girl. She's on yes. the show. And in a Mariners jersey tonight because of uh, why are you in a Mariners jersey? You should just get this out of the way. Oh, because the Mariners, uh, for no reason other than to make me personally happy, signed Tommy LaStella to a one-year major league deal. Yay! 3 a.m. It's at this point that I really do need to point out that the Sunranto show has gone from Lyle... Who fucking hated Tommy LaStella? <laughs> yeah. Ran on about Tommy LaStella constantly to IFG now wearing a Mariners jersey like, woo, Tommy LaStella. This, uh, yeah. I don't know if this is growth. I don't know if we're turning around. <laughs> we're, going, we're going sideways. We're going west is where we're going. We're going to Seattle. And, um, you know, technically 3 a.m., uh on the west coast i mean that's that's like about five. when you guys are starting to wake up yeah exactly it's 5 a.m for me so I'm, I'm getting up i'm starting to write putter around making some coffee letting the cat out that kind of thing so um yeah me and tommy uh together at last and you and tommy together at last and he's a local boy 
up there in Seattle. So that's cool. So what are you drinking tonight and on and toasting Tommy Lastella's uh I am enjoying the last of my bottle of monkey shoulder scotch. It's a blended scotch. They sponsor my Taiwanese baseball team. You and, go uh, hard on the good. show. Like last week you had like a, a 10% like 20 ounce beer or something like that. Yeah. No, you got you got to get into it. I, I come just, from a very long line of devoted Irish alcoholics. Yeah, You're like I'm not going on without a fifth. You're working <laughs> hard out there. Yeah, well, and and you know that's her second scotch too. Like she was drinking two hours ago already. See, so, and, no, oh, I will say that my backup for tonight is uh, Partake Brewing's Peach Ghost. It's a non-alcoholic ghost. Um, it's like just tart and nice and yep. pretty tasty. I've tried the the partakes. I had this conversation in the uh, liquor store beer area with uh, some guys from Big Grove Brewery, which is what I'm drinking right now. Whoa. Michael's uh, got Grove, himself a, a corporate sponsor, does he? <laughs> 1939. Uh, it has something to do with, I think, Hawkeye football or something like that. That's no cool. Idea. What does it taste like? You like it? Uh, it, yeah, it's it's like a darker amber ale. I like that kind, S- smooth and and uh, malty. You know, and this one does have alcohol, correct? This one does. But we All were right. actually talking about non-alcoholic beers in there, and they were like, "It's so cool that they do this and they they take the alcohol out." And I told them, "I'm like, no, that's the problem with it." I was like, "Yeah, I do not see the burn point." Alcohol out, and you leave this bad burnt aftertaste. I was like, "I'm a drinker." I do not care how you make the fucking thing. Just give me something that tastes good. Tastes good. good. Yeah. Exactly. Make me a soda that has an IPA flavor, and I'm going to be happy all day. Yeah. And I just said it finally went to the right ears because these guys work for Big Girl. Yeah. Just go make soda. Just go drink soda. I mean, I bet you some of it tastes good if you're really into beer and flavor like that, but I, I don't get it. Um, now, personally, I'm drinking Yerba Mate once again out of a, a, uh, crazy cat mama mug <laughs> so uh it, but it's it's my biggest mug and i do enjoy it i've got if you can see i use this straw and uh it filters the uh tea which is loose leaf and i just add hot water to this all day and just get all hyped up just like looking up stats you know playing a little guitar you know just running around the house maybe i put away some laundry you know so <laughs> so i'm gonna drink later um, I'm going to drink on the after party. That's been my little, uh, my go-to lately. So, um, I also want to say, and I'm just going to start with this, uh, calendar, the calendar, I'm making it. And, um, it's, it's really fun to be making. I'm going to show you what one looks like. This is last year's calendar and see, it's got like some pictures I took. That's of winter time. Then on the flip side, it's got everybody's birthday on there. And, uh, and also like special dates, like, and, and if you look, tomorrow's birthday is John Baker. Yeah, John Baker's birthday is coming up. Actually, on the 20th, we got Bexy Ashworth coming up, Kevin Ashworth's wife. She plays uh, violin on I Didn't Come Here for a Haircut, the John Lackey song I wrote. Jose Orlando Mercado down in Puerto Rico. It's his birthday. Phil Brandyberry, he celebrated a birthday yesterday. Yesterday, And uh, Brad's coming up next week. But anyway, this is like the kind of thing that happens in the calendar. And you want to be a part of it. And it also helps like fund this show and helps fund the Bleacher Bum Band album and all the things we got to pay for. Um, You go to sunranto.com slash calendar 
and you just buy one there and then you uh, email me your picture and your birthday and I put it on your birthday and then we wish you a happy birthday on the show. It's like pretty much that simple. Um, it's free if you're a Patreon patron and you uh, pledge $12 a month or more. You can always pledge more. And um, so anyway, uh, it's also free if you're a Patreon patron of Bleacher Bum Band, where you can be a Patreon patron at uh, patreon.com slash Bleacher Bum Band. Damn, that's hard to say. I need to change the name of the band. So um, <laughs> anyway, the calendar's freaking awesome. And uh, you should get one. It's uh, sunranto.com slash calendar. I just want to start there just because I don't want to get buried at the end of the show because February 1st is when you have to order it by. And if you don't get it by the first, I'm ordering them and you missed the boat. Your picture's not in the calendar. Nobody cares about your birthday. That's how that works. So, uh, <laughs> so anyway, hashtag chance in the chat. And, uh, that's, uh, that's all I got to say about that. So, um, Trey Mancini, they signed him. The news broke at Cubs convention for me anyway, by Wayne Mesmer during bingo. So that was kind of cool. Yeah, that sounds that sounds like the best way to to learn it. Uh, learn about it is Wayne. Did he sing it? No, no. He just there was a kind of Man somebody told him. <laughs> he does have a very singable name. Um, but they went and got Hosmer. Now they got Mancini. I guess the the um, Man Manmer or the Hosmini platoon is in full effect. Matt Mervis um, will spend the. The, the I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know where he fits on the team at this point, but I do know that I I found out their plans at Cubs convention because on the Iowa Cubs schedule is Matt Mervis. No. So they're, they're promising that he will be there in schedule picture form. I'm showing it mm-hmm. for the podcast listeners. I'm showing this schedule to everybody right now. Um, that makes so, sad. So, oh, I, well, you know, you got to get excited about that. I mean, Hosmer, Mancini, platoon, old dudes that aren't going to, whatever. What's the Iowa roster look like? Maybe I'll just go there this summer instead. I know, it just drives me insane <laughs> that they do this. You know, there, there's no there's no fucking point to it. Like, I get when Hosmer, it was one guy, and yeah. they, you know, but now there's two. So, yeah, where's... And here like, and here's the thing. I adore Trey Mancini. He's as far as I can tell a golden retriever in baseball player form. I have heard nothing but delightful things about the man and I'm so so glad that he's on our team and also what the Yeah. I'm mad about it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well it's like if they would have gotten Mancini first, maybe they don't get Hosmer because let me right. put up his his splits. It's like he's pretty much even against righties and lefties. He faces righties a, a lot more. Um, yeah. But it, but he's kind of like the same player in both respects. He's got an OPS of 786 versus righties, OPS of 790 against lefties. So he's just kind of going to be up there doing the same thing. And so the platoon thing doesn't really matter that much for him, but it really does for Hosmer. And um, yeah. if you see a Hosmer – He's got an OBP 53 points higher. He's got an OPS like 130, 42 points higher. So that's significant. Yeah, that's but, a big jump. So they're just going in with that kind of idea. And then I guess the other guy will be a DH or I, 
Mancini can play some outfield, I guess it gives you a little insurance out there in case Hap goes down. I mean, well, if you're playing for the Cubs, you can play outfield. I mean, or second base or whatever. They don't give a shit. Nobody's got to. I mean, I can't wait for David Ross to come out and just the way that he does, you know, like we don't really use the term closer. We just have guys that pitch. He's going to be like, we don't really use the term first base, second base, yeah. center field. I just move around as I feel like it. Yeah, it's it's like uh, genderizing base, genderizing the positions of baseball. Like they all become non-binary positions. Like anything can be whatever it wants to. I mean, just you, like everybody has to be a utility player. Everybody's utility, and you know, it's not as Ian Happ said. It's really other, hard. It's hard to do that. It's hard to like be switching it up all the time. You got to know what your job is. Baseball players are creatures of habit, like you, like nobody else I've ever met in my life. Like they have to know what they're doing every day or they lose their minds. Right. Yeah. And I mean, we talked about this a while back. I mean, way back in the Madden days when the lineup changed literally every day. I think we it was infuriating. And, and he put out I think he put out something like a hundred and thirty something different lineups like day to day. Like it was Yeah. And it would work sometimes. And so wacky Joe, you know, we call them Benny's Joe. Like he's just in there like hitting the wine, you know, late in the game, you know, taking taking sips with Ian Hap, just like, hey, what if we put Pedro Stroop in left field? And there he'd be. Yep. <laughs> he's out there. Now I loved those when they did that. Pedro Strope out it's there. Fun. Yeah. Save sure. If you're losing by a million and like the game's already over, like who cares? But like, like Madden would do things like punishing guys for hitting well. Yeah. <laughs> no, he became like, very frustrated. I don't, I don't think Chicago was too sad when he didn't come back. We acted sad, but, but everybody was pretty much ready for the, the Joe show to leave town. I think, um, but yeah, so this is going to be what it is. It's going to be a Mancini Hosmer platoon. And just to remind everybody what Mervis does or did in the minors. And, you know, we can couch this, but everywhere he's gone, he's hit. Um, 210 games played, 881 played appearances in the minors overall, 45 home runs, 881 OPS. In college, he hit. Now, the power wasn't really there. Um, he had about a third of the at bats. And only uh, in less than a quarter of the the home runs, but um, eight forty five OPS overall. So he was hitting, and then at um, other levels, fall and stuff like that. He also hit really well, nine fifteen OPS, four hundred thirty one plate appearances. So overall, in all of his amateur career, he has an eight eighty three OPS and seventy home runs. Um, He's got an OPP of 371. I mean, what does this guy have to do to displace a couple of, I mean, listen, Mancini's good. Hosmer's good. I think that that will work. They will be eking out some value out of that position more so than Frank Schwindel. But when you got, now you're going to block him with this weird platoon or are you not, or are you going to have three first basemen and that's the secret weapon? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what they want to do with that. I mean, we should have just kept Tony. Do they bring Mervis yeah, up and make him the DH all the time? I mean, I mean, like if we had just kept Tony, we'd be bringing up Matt Mervis by now anyway. I mean, I don't really know much about Mervis's uh, defense. 
Clint Nathan but asks, is Mervison in WBC? Yes. Yeah, Israel. Yes, he's playing for Israel in the World Baseball Classic. He'll be there with Robert Stock, who would like everybody to know that he is pitching as a former Chicago Cub for Israel. <laughs> oh, I got nice. corrected on that. I forgot him when I was listing out former Cubs who were playing. Yeah, I was sad that we didn't, that because he seems like a cool guy. He's, He's got a so cool... fun. I love that dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, well, we got some new Cubs to cheer for. I just, I wonder if like Mervis feels like the new Dan Vogelbach to me, you know, just like, we're just going to keep you there. And eventually we're going to ship you off somewhere. We're going to get a, a, a reliever or something, you know, what, like, what was the damage on the Mancini deal? Like how much did that cost? You know, I meant to look that up. Somebody, somebody tells in the chat how much Mancini cost. It can't be that much though. Yeah. Well, I mean, you, you, you made a point here in the, in the rundown, like, does it equal an Abreu? Um, you know, Abreu is is got a three year what three year seventy deal, something like that. Yeah, it was high. Fourteen guaranteed over two years, two years. and a seven million in bonuses. Okay, if so he gets enough plate appearances. They're still saving a bunch of money on that, but both of those guys don't equal what Abreu is going to bring to you. Yeah, bring to your team. Sarah Sanchez brought it up on uh, the Cup of Cubby Blue podcast with me. And she's like, these guys are just like looking to eke out that one war for two million less. You can spend that here. It's just this giant puzzle piece. And like, you know, sometimes, you know, maybe that's the right way to go about it. But um, I don't know. It's at first I'm not going to get excited about having this is a franchise with storied first baseman, you know, Derek Lee. Anthony Rizzo, you know, but Ernie Banks said towards the end of his career. Yeah, even though absolutely. He Mark Grace. Time. Mark Grace. Yeah, we just saw him at CubsCon. And just like, you know, and then just to be like, well, we're just going to platoon it. Just like it, it kind of stinks when, when, when the Cubs don't have a good first baseman, I feel like the Cubs are never good. Right. They well, always with, have to guy have to have that dude over there. Yeah. And, and with the yeah, idea that, you know, nobody really has a position, all that stuff, it's kind of like the, uh, having if you have two quarterbacks, you don't have a quarterback. That type of a deal, right? Like, and uh, there's a lot of talk, a lot of people out there, you know, praising the Cubs right now. The front office, they've they've signed more players than any other team this season, but nobody's good. Like there's, there's like <laughs> one good. guy no, that they good. hired for a fucking position. No, they're Everyone good. else, like. Why do they have so many players? It's like when I'm it's like when I'm at the bakery, right? It's like when I'm at the bakery and I'm looking at this cake and I'm like, man, this looks amazing, but it's um you know, it's expensive and it's all these calories. And so I go and I spend more than that on like buy one, get one free cookies at the grocery store. (laughs) Yeah. And you're like, I could have had the one really amazing, you know, that one piece of tort that was made by this incredible. It is off brand Oreos. That's what we're getting. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, but everybody's giving them, you know, sort of props for this. They're they're all kind of saying, oh, you know, this is good and everything. And it all came to a head this last weekend with the Cubs con fucking everybody spouting the propaganda. Me, Danny fucking Rocket. 
yeah. tweets out, I think this team might be that dead. Is fuck, what was in that Kool-Aid, man? Because yeah. I don't know what you're yeah. talking about. I, I think in the Sheridan, you know, like whatever gas that they pump into you, into the casinos to make you gamble more or like, <laughs> Or like when you go to like a cult and then they just like turn on the, the oxygen in the air real high and you're like, that must have been doing it that. I tweeted it out. Aerosol TFC. Andy Rocket saying these cubs might. I think you it, said they could surprise. Surprise. They could surprise us. Yeah. Well, here's here's I know, and it was so typical <laughs> too. People called me out on it immediately. They're like, they're like you. you know. I can I can understand you're at the Cubs con. Everybody's like, in this, in like super high, like woo, everything's good. Wonder. You guys are, and, and Danny's like, <laughs> vroom, vroom. <laughs> you, you, you guys, you guys are calling in a wellness check on me. You're like, I, I think he must have been kidnapped or something. But no, I mean, it. Here's the thing: is that they might be greater than the sum of their parts, and if there is chemistry, they could do better. I mean, there is a there is a world in which. They, they play a bunch of good teams at the beginning of the year. They've got like kind of hard April, May, and they <laughs> beat every, they beat everybody that they're supposed to. And they, they take care of business with those, with those teams that they should beat. And with the other teams, you, you play them tough. You play the Dodgers 500, you know, and you just do things like that. And then you're like, you're sitting there and you're like, huh, we're 500 or right thereabouts at getting into the season. Cardinals aren't doing it. You know, there is a world in which they take the central. I'm not saying they're world beaters. I'm not saying they're going to win 103 games. Um, Clint says, did the Cubs pay you to tweet that, Danny? Uh, <laughs> the Cubs would gladly, I think, pay me to go away forever. Is I think what the Cubs would like to do. <laughs> the, judging by what Clark said to me. Well, so, didn't say to me. He's, he doesn't talk, but um, <laughs> he just swung he writes, though. And I'm like, what's the point? If you can write, you can just say Clark has no voice, right? Anyway. Because you know they can't they can't fire the guy in there and bring in some other dude with a different voice. The continuity yeah. has to stay there. It's, yeah, Don't exactly. understand anything about mascots. about marketing? Yeah, um, <laughs> mascots that should never have existed. Um, but uh, Clark's going to make actually a, a pretty good appearance in this calendar, just to warn everybody. But I got some good stuff. Um. So uh, anyway, I don't think that Trey Mancini or Eric Hosmer are going to make you, uh, you know, overnight a world championship team. But do they make you g a good enough team that that if you look around some a lot of the holes are plugged with at least professional baseball players that if they do win enough and things kind of trend their way, um, the young pitching works and all that stuff at, th at that point, do they could add. They could okay, Danny, ostensibly add on. to that and spend money or tr do some trades, and the they got prospects only, to move. The only argument that needs to be made for this hopefulness that you're throwing out there is the one that you yourself made. You showed us the schedule. It's fucking brutal for the first two, three yeah. months. Really they play is. this team is not going to fare well. And if they are under know. 500, there's no should, way in hell you bet me? that they are going to add to this bet me. team. Bet me on it. You think they're going to be above? Wait, no. what's I'm gonna the say, Yeah, well, we got to see. Let's find out how many games. Like, is it an odd number to hit by, like, June 1st? 
And let's just call June 1st, and that would be the day. we got to figure out how many games there are until June 1st. Somebody wants to tell us in the chat and figure that out real well, quick. I'm not say, well, I, was, I don't have time. I'm on a show. <laughs> right, but I was looking at – I think you went – I think that brutal schedule goes through June, though. Oh, it does. It absolutely does. No, I'm saying <laughs> – and, and that's what I'm saying. They're just the not going to add it. I told you the road. I told you the road. You play 500 against the good teams, and you beat the teams – or you beat the teams you're supposed to beat because they, they're not all great teams. I'm just saying I could see a, a world in which they overperform and make something happen with less. It's built as a 500 team. I, I think everybody agrees with that, but I'm saying that there is a, an upside and a downside to the 500. And this, right now, because the it's same conversations we had last year at this time. If yeah. everything breaks right, yeah, exactly. They might win eighty-eight. If, if all our bad players are good, if we'll win the World Series, the world fucking falls perfectly. Then, then we're gonna be in the World Series. Is look, I mean, great. I hope I'm wrong, but I, I kind of fell into that trap last year, and now I'm like, fuck you, fool me once. I'm not doing this. Like, so. All right. You gotta, what you needs be... to happen? What needs to happen at the trade deadline to make that less impossible? Well, they would have to add to this team, which if they don't make it to the trade deadline above 500, then they're never going to add. That's just not something that this front office is going to do. No, they, they won't trade out. Of, they might trade out of depth, though. You know, I don't think that they're in love. with. They've got a lot coming up. Like they've got a lot of uh, prospects and they can't all be on the team too. You know, it's like you face that thing even in like 2016 when you're like, okay, well, Jorge Soler should be playing somewhere every day. I mean, end up getting hurt a lot and stuff, but like, you know, but he's really good and he should yeah. be some. And he went to Kansas City and hit a million home runs like one year. Yeah, it was awesome. Was, he, yeah, he has the Kansas City single season all time home but, run but record. Where did he? But unless you traded one of those guys, like they just chose uh, uh, Solaire and I think they got yeah. a closer for him, right? For that year. Uh, Something like that. Name? Yeah. Yes, or a, they did. Uh, or a lawyer over Schwarber. You know what I mean? Did, like, like yeah. you had to get rid of one of them. They couldn't both take up left field all the time. Yeah, exactly. So, see, so you couldn't just. No, it, so you might I have that, that soon. But... You might. <laughs> Wade Where's Davis. our depth? Where is oh, this? Crawley. That's right, Wade. But so, Wade Davis is who we got. Yes, well, we got Wade Davis. Wade Davis was pretty good with the Cubs, and then went to the Rockies. Made a shit ton of money. I think fifty-seven million dollars, and, and it was terrible. Yeah, but that twenty seventeen with Wade Bot, man, that was hot. Man, he was so good. Uh, I so uh, let, let's. Um, I let's miss. Move I miss having good teams to watch. Right. And so I got that mattered because they were actually in the position to win the game. Well, we don't have one of those, but we'll get one uh, at the trade deadline if we're over 500. But, Come on. Um, Tell will, us what happened in the Cubs con. I we'll, was trying to set you up to move into that. Let's just get off of this crazy fucking 500 dream that you've got going. There's big news, <laughs> and and the only real big news out of Cubs con, like as far as I'm concerned, everybody kind of knows, knew what they were going to say and stuff, is that Ryan Sandberg is getting a statue in uh, the statue row there. And uh, the Sun Ranta show actually has an exclusive 
that uh, I got some renderings on this thing. Uh, nobody's seen seen this, but I. Uh, well, I'm just going to show it. This is exclusive to Sudranta show. There's Sandberg. <laughs> he he wanted to be it, he's tying it in with his uh weed sponsorship thing so he's there puffing on a joint and um he's got a cool hat on i guess like that's his style now but and, I, and rockets behind him yeah rockets behind him just because he was so <laughs> fast you know so it's very cool um i'm i'm really excited no but that's awesome like rhino and i'm you know kudos to the cubs for doing stuff like this the fergie jenkins one is incredible um a lot of people asked if they were going to do a Sammy Sosa one. I'm like, dude, he's not even allowed on premises. They're not going to make a statue of him. Why even ask the question? Right. That's, yeah, that's insane. Here, here's my thought, though. Here's my sort of like, this will be weird. Um, so with Sandberg, he will be the final, uh, final Hall of Famer that the Cubs have that has the number of retired flags waving, right? That's Sandberg, except for Greg Maddox. He's the only other name out there. Do they do a statue for Greg no. Maddox? It doesn't. No. I don't even know why statue. they have his fucking flag up there. Well, like, because that's Fergie's number. Because yeah, because it was exactly because why make Fergie share it? Is I think your point. And they just felt like they had to. I mean, he was really good with the Cubs. They just stupidly let him go into the Braves and win all those games in you know? in the World Series with them yeah. and four Cy Youngs with them. Like, yeah. I'm sorry, Greg Maddox is a Brave. That's who he is yeah. in the story of baseball. He's he started with the Cubs. He got win number three hundred with the Cubs, but he wasn't with them for most of the time. Yeah. So let me tell you about walking up to Cubs Con. I got a little bit lost when I was uh, on my way. I always get lost <laughs> on the upper and lower streets because it's like upper Wacker, lower Wacker, upper Michigan, lower Michigan. And I'm just like, I'll turn around and I and uh, hear Danny Rocket. And I turn around and it's and uh, first of all, it was uh, what, this guy I had met at Cubs Con before. And we, I sat in and talked to him. And then when I was sta- sitting there talking to him, I hear Danny Rocket again. It was freaking Ryan Dempster. So like that, <laughs> nice. that made me feel so good. I'm like, oh man, Demp recognizes me. I mean, I did write him a song and sing it for him, but like, you know, he meets a lot of people. So it made me feel good. And also we look almost, I'm like the fat version of him. Basically we're like the same age. <laughs> right. So, but he, the fat unathletic Ryan Dempster. That's yeah, the, you. the one who throws, yeah. The guy who, <laughs> who throws like 28 miles per hour. So I saw, um, I saw Clark. Well, nice. Did he show you the way in? Because you said you yeah, were lost. He and- did. No, he did. He, I followed him. We walked up the Sheridan. <laughs> like Ryan, together. I don't know where I am. So here's a, here's a picture of uh, Clark. And, uh, you know, it, Clark had a, a problem with me. He, he's, do you see how he's pointing at me in this picture? See that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So he comes up and he starts um, writing uh, on a piece of paper because he wants to tell me something, but he can't talk. And, and I can't read his writing because he, he's writing with bare hands. Like, quite <laughs> frankly, I mean, it's, it's illegible. And also, like, I'm really hungover for being at Lizzie McNeil's the night before. And so I'm like, dude, I cannot talk to a freaking – I'm not a furry. I'm not used to talking to, <laughs> to bears. This is not my thing. And then so somebody finally deciphers his chicken scratch or bear scratch, as the case may be. And it was – he was mad about a tweet that I – he's like, I saw your tweet. And I'm like, what tweet is he talking about? I was like, okay, whatever, dude. We took a picture together and I left. But here's the tweet he was mad about. 
I tweeted out that his stupid van with his picture on the side was illegally parked <laughs> in front of Wrigley Field. And um, it's in a no stopping or standing tow zone zone right right next to the left field <clears throat> and i wrote violation and that is like by the way probably the nicest tweet i've ever said about clark because i know i really thought there was going to be something bad no it's just the stupid violation tweet so that was stupid and Wait, then um, so the really the per yeah that was it that that's amazing but you know hey in his defense bears aren't known for their parking skills either <laughs> exactly or handwriting so <laughs> then uh so i, I saw coom dog snapped a little shot with him didn't really get to hang out with him but do you know who i did get to rip some heaters with bobby dernier oh yeah because bobby dernier will rip some heaters with anybody well do you remember last week i believe this was your tfc yes uh, it was. That somebody was looking forward to doing at cubs convention was either ripping heaters with dernier or slugging back old styles with lever it's a toss-up <laughs> so i go outside and there's uh stuart mcvicker and he's hanging out there with bobby dernier and i i did come out to like rip on my pen and uh there he is with that's his girlfriend right there she's super nice and we just sat there talking for a while about the 84 cubs and i uh, i was saying is was is there is that the team throughout your career because i'm like you know you played for the phillies and stuff i don't know if he played for anybody else but he was on some other good teams i said what is the like quintessential team of your career he's like 84 cubs without a doubt like i talk to those guys every day and I told them about my experience of being in rent back in 96. And I was like, talk to those people all the time. It was a crazy experience for all of us. We were so young and it was so exciting. And I'm like, I totally get that, that you'll have this experience when you're young and that like kind of solidifies you. And that was just such a magical summer. I felt that way at age 10. And I told them that, and it was cool to hear as we were ripping heaters that he was, <laughs> that he felt the same way. Very cool. Um, there's our friend Josh. He's at the Oregon. Now we had me and Bleacher Jeff and a bunch of people came by. Uh, we came by and uh, on Saturday afternoon and we sang every song these guys played by doing karaoke off of our phones, just screaming there in the lobby, me and Jeff singing harmonies. The problem was John Benedict, when he played, he kept playing like Whitney Houston and stuff. I'm like, dude, I was, I, I can't sing Whitney Houston, like not hungover, <laughs> let alone. I'm like, the greatest i'm like it's like hitting these falsetto notes that i have no business trying so we had a blast though new uh cubs con tradition singing in the lobby with josh and john um so oh we the night before i left this out there's john uh singing uh with uh harry karaoke and uh jeff sang susu studio which was pretty awesome and uh they were giving out these obvious shirts that said harry carry is my jam but That's a um, really good hologram yeah, no, it, it's like he's almost there. It is. And uh, no, he and really the nicest hologram I've ever met, too. What a <laughs> nice guy. Um, hanging out with Miguel Esparza. What a great dude. Uh, hung out with him and uh, Noah and Jorge. They do the, the call with him. We just hung out in the lobby. I went to one session. I went to Ian Happ and his podcast and I skipped everything else. I just sat in the lobby talk to all these people that I met over the last 11 years and I had the best time. I was exhausted because I just, instead of sitting there like listening and writing things down, I was just like, yep, yep, yep. Just going nuts. <laughs> and it, and it was really fun. 
Um, I want to say thanks uh, to Corey Furlong, who Venmoed me a hundred bucks out of the blue. He's like, buy everybody at Lizzie's a shot. And here we are taking it. Um, it's a cast of characters there. Uh, Robert Sanchez is in there. Stuart McVicker, John Benedict and uh, Michael Cantor and me just down. And that's a Malort shot, of course, played a little bingo. There's my table. And um, we had a winner at the table. So that was freaking awesome. Uh, and uh, I was one away. C1. And um, I got excited every time C- Cub 69 got called. And then, nice. and there would be everybody look at me and, uh, you know, everybody make a, you know. <laughs> how, many, like, how many people in there like yelled nice or said nice? No, they just kind of went like they like, <laughs> you know, yeah, nobody was like so nice. It's the, the one that the one that bothered me that gets a reaction is U18. Uh, you know, if you look at the it's like C-U-B-S. So you can get a U18. You see, I had that on my bingo card. And so it's like U18, like, oh, like something you'd like ask somebody. Hey, are you 18? You know, could, yeah. it's the creepy, you know. Uh, yeah. Oh, I, I thought was like, it was like baseball U18. I, I no. was the same way. I was like, what are you talking about? I was about? like, yeah, and, and now... you could get U21 on that one too. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But that's but that didn't get a reaction. You know, like, you know. So that was annoying. But uh C4 dynamite, I guess. Yeah. Yep. Plastic yeah. explosive. I I Daryl told me that. So thanks Daryl. If you're listening, <laughs> Um, so, um, yeah, it was, it was a really good time. It was great seeing everybody. Um, I mean, what can I say? Uh, I got really sick of going to Cubs con for a while. So I started throwing the unconventional, um, it was nice not to do that and just enjoy myself down there and hang out with so many people came up to me. Uh, they're even saying it on the comments on this show right now. Uh, you know, it was great to see you. Great to see you. Great to see you. And it really was. It was really great to see everybody. And like from doing this show and from from all these years and from the writing and the songs and the band and and just the way I've intersected with everybody. Um, it's just it means a lot to me to for the people that come up and want to say hi or take a picture. Um, you know, I, it feels like a big family. And I think that, you know, that's kind of one of our goals here on the Sun Ranto show is to make it feel that way and that we all hang out. And it's why we, you know, have Patreon patron of the month, which uh, plug, plug, I'm giving away this Nico Horner bobblehead. So uh, become a Patreon patron. And, and I'm going to throw in a prize to uh, Michael. You're going to be very uh, disappointed to see. Uh, first of all, I'll show the individual cards first. Marquee was there. They covered the entire thing and they were giving out baseball cards. So there's a Gary Matthews baseball card, but he's wearing a fedora and a suit. We got um, Elise Meneker. So uh, she's good. Carlos Pena, ex uh, Cub. There's another Matthews. This one, this one going to be worth a lot of money. Pat Hughes, Hall of Famer, Pat Hughes. Dan Plesak, you know, it's a common. Um, Ryan Dempster, the guy that recognized me in the street. Um, and let's see, yeah, that's all I got, but check this out. Now, this is where it really gets worth money is that I've got the uncut sheets and there are two of them. So I'm throwing these into the Patreon prize of the month. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, these are that. I see un- Clark. I got, there's a Coomer in there. Yeah. You got Joe Girardi. You got <laughs> David Ross. Wow. Look at Bruce Levine. It's like, dude, I'm you know, become a Patreon could you smile for the picture. 
But they he, had to sneak up on him. He didn't yeah, they, know he's he they didn't know, know he's yeah. got a he, picture. Bruce believes it takes away his soul. You got Cole Wright. By the way, Cole Wright, you worked all weekend and you did a freaking amazing job. I I, I would say, I mean, I get to obviously didn't watch the marquee coverage of this. I was there, but Cole did such an amazing job. Um uh Jim Deshay. So anyway, they got all the cards. They got Coom Dog, Fergie, even Clark has a card. Uh, Ryan Sweeney, Doug Glanville. I might have him sign mine. Um, but Michael, do you do you uh, realize who's missing of all of all the broadcasters? All five thousand three hundred and sixty-two broadcasters that Shambi. are on. Yeah, John Pickett. Oh, love it. Is there a boot card? <clears throat> no, there is no boot card. And I have no idea why. So that's a mystery that, um, I mean, maybe it's the same as uh, Matt Mervis being on the Iowa Cup schedule. Well, maybe. they, I mean, honestly, Danny, what, what happened was they said, hey, everybody, come over here to get your pictures taken for these cards. And Shambi wasn't paying attention. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, you, you know, Danny, you, you had that really nice story about meeting all these people and all these, you know, and how great it is and it is a family and everything. Uh, but you're going to have to explain. Uh, Crawley oh, yeah. says that you <laughs> killed a woman with wait, his we, cooler. We to, no, we don't so, have to talk about that part. Yeah, no. That, wait, wait. <laughs> all right. Murders? Cub, all right. We, we have a cub. We have a cub confession. Murders. We have a confession later in this show, but I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll give one right now. Real. Get on your knees and repent. It's time for Confessions with Pastor Michael Cotton. All right. All right. I'm listening. I'm listening. What all you, right. What, what do? <laughs> okay. So, all right. Now, here's my scam and uh, about CubsCon. So, Crawley... First of all, he tramples old ladies. He 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 killed <laughs> he killed four people just getting to his seat. Okay, because he stood by the doors and he's and he Danny's elbows. like that first grader. You should have seen what Crawley did. Yeah, exactly. Well, <laughs> you want you want to come for me and killing a woman with a cooler? Well, let me tell you about trample tramples McGee over there, who who the moment the Cubs con doors open, Crawley runs to be front row center, and I have never knowing the man not to get it. He <laughs> is amazing. Like, he's incredible. And yep. so, now here's my move. Okay, I show up whenever. And then <laughs> I, I come up to the front where Crawley's there, and he's got a cooler full of beer. I grab one of his beers, and then I tr and I just hang around. And I don't, I walk around. If I see I'm getting the stink guy from a usher, I walk away with the beer and, you know. And then I'll come back over and like right before it starts, I, you know, go over by Crawley and I sit on the cooler and that's like <laughs> what I've been doing. Or I crouch in the front or I'm like in the aisle pretending I'm pressed with my camera. I do things like that. So I I'm always down there. So this time though, I go down and I make the move and I, and uh, Tom, I'm sitting on the cooler. Yay, yay. Tom Ricketts comes out. We all cheer. Woo! We cheer Tom Ricketts. Now, if you want to give me shit for something, give me shit for that. But because uh, <laughs> he got a smattering of booze all in the back. But here's the thing: it's like to be fair, I'm I would not put it past him to just get rid of people if he could point you out. Well, I hear he knows what. How I like. much would I brag about getting kicked out of a Tom Ricketts appearance? Oh yeah, you could do it because <laughs> he doesn't know what you look like at this point. Like 
I am face recognition to him. Like I'm sitting with Crawley. I'm, he's face recognition to Tom. At this point, we've like been together in like so many like more intimate settings that like there's no way I'm getting away with boo you suck. Right. Screw you, Tom. Like I'm not getting. And besides, like that solves nothing. Like I'd rather be able to talk to him and have the dialogue instead of just like getting my butt kicked out at this point. So anyway, we get up. Woohoo! Yay, Tom. We're going nuts. We're going nuts. We're like half in the bag. Anyway, I'm taking pictures of Tom. I'm having a good time. I go to sit back down on the cooler. I have no idea that it has wheels on it. And <laughs> I sit down on the edge of the cooler and the thing went flying flying into the legs of the woman behind me who screamed <laughs> what the hell now meanwhile i'm not even clocking it because my ass is on the ground and my i'm like a turtle <laughs> on his shell you know what i mean i'm like upside down turtle just like <laughs> like with my feet legs going now tom hasn't even started his speech yet <laughs> And I'm right in the front. And Tom's like, probably he's like, damn it, I mesmerized this thing. And there's this freaking guy who I always see at this shit. He's on the ground like a turtle. Um, the woman, of course, I got up and I apologized. I, you know, said I'm very sorry. And she seemed okay. She did not seek medical attention. Um, I should have because I woke up the next day pretty sore on my tailbone from falling straight on my ass. So that is the story of, uh, but thanks for reminding us, Crawley. See, you yeah. should be pro still producing the show. <laughs> but well, um, okay. Yeah, Robert Sanchez did see it. Robert Sanchez was a witness. He was in the first <laughs> row right after with Fitzy. But there's no now. Too bad the Marquee Network didn't catch that. Like I would be, you know. Uh, well, you're you're gonna need to say uh, eight shambi, eight book shambies, and um, douse <laughs> yourself with some water. At Wrigley, yeah, our, our, <laughs> yeah, from the trough. That's and, yourself, and then, you, and then you'll be you'll be good. Yeah. So, um, all right. Well, that's that's my Cubs con story, <laughs> and uh, I'm sticking to it. Um, no, I, I had a great time. Uh, it's it was fun. That woman's I'm never going with again. A limp for the rest of her life. <laughs> exactly. Telling the same story, but it's a lot different the way she tells it. This show is now evidence because I just admitted it all. <laughs> and he was drunk. So, <laughs> so, <laughs> all right. Well, this show is brought to you by our Patreon supporters. There are 106 of you, um, and you all could win stuff monthly if you would just become one. It's only a dollar a month. Patreon.com slash Sunranto. Here's a commercial for it. We'll be right back to talk about Ian Happ. Um, we'll talk about the, the pitcher swap, I guess we did, of guys who throw fast. Uh, Julian Merriweather. What a name. Um, and uh, we're going to answer a question from Bleacher Jeff. So we'll be right back. All over Chicagoland, there are thirsty, frazzled, overworked Cubs podcasters who are struggling to survive one more baseball season in the dog-eat-dog -dog world of unpaid content creation. But it doesn't have to be this way. You can make a difference. Become a super ranter at patreon.com slash sunranto, where your support ensures that poor, sad, pathetic, ugly, loser Cubs podcasters can pay for tickets and beer, and in turn, line the pockets of the baseball agarch Ricketts family. Just $1 a month can buy a scorecard. $5 a month can pay for guitar strings to write a Cubs song. And $10 a month almost buys one beer at Wrigley Field. 
Cubs content creators are the lowest pieces of pond scum garbage that slither over the face of this planet. But super ranters help them get drunk and screw off at baseball games. What do you get out of it? The Sun Ranto Show, delivered to your podcatcher without stupid advertisements like the one you're seeing and hearing right now. Plus, at other Super Rancher levels, you can get Cubs music, access to private Sun Ranto pages, the Ranter calendar, and special thanks and Ranter recognition in our live broadcasts, plus eligibility for monthly prizes. What does Sun Ranto get out of it? Your money. For tickets and beer. Go to patreon.com slash sunranto. That's patreon.com slash sunranto. And become a super ranter today. And welcome back. We are back. Um, hashtag chance in the chat if you would like to win a Frank Chance postcard sent to you by me with a message of hope and doom. Uh, hashtag chance in the chat and you could win that uh let's, let's talk hap extension uh it didn't happen <laughs> yeah <laughs> but uh, they're talking about it but he, they, he did get his the exchange arbitration numbers and then it's it's 10.85 million or that's when he's getting yeah, right he I got heard. a raise yeah at least at least he's not sitting around waiting for this and actually having to go through the hearing for yeah whatever one was it was it one million last year for yeah, yeah something dumb Wilson? like that something stupid yeah yeah and then uh nico no arbitration uh 2.525 million and uh bleacher nation reported uh about that they were talking extensions but i don't know michael you're gonna hate this quote so much i because <laughs> uh, this is very much a hoyerism of how it was all said uh, these are quotes. This is all per marquee, by the way, um, from Bleacher Nation. It's all very <laughs> incestuous. Um, it's so yeah, it's coming from state TV. Yeah. By the time we get it, though, you know, it's this is this has been through the ringer. Um, so uh, Hoyer said, I can't tell you where those talks stand. I can tell you we have interest in both guys, keeping them long term. We have started the process, I would say, with both. We have a dialogue with the agents. We are in the process or or what the offers are. I would never reveal. Certainly there is a real desire on our part. We have had meetings with both Nico's and Ian's representatives. Now, there's a lot hanging on that very first sentence. I can't tell you where those talks stand. Now, did he say, I can't tell you where those talks stand? You know, like, I I just can't tell you. Or did he say, I can't tell you where those talks stand? Like, he has no fucking clue. <laughs> like, yeah. he's like, that's eh, not what I do. <laughs> I don't know. Or maybe he said, I can't tell you where those talks stand. And you meant some, but somebody else could. Yeah, somebody well, else I could. can't do it. No. I don't know. There's a lot going on there, but it, it it's, makes yeah. Is it is it I don't know, or is it not my job? It's it's like yeah. yeah. I, the, I mean, if they could, at this point, it's kind of like the same thing with the Contreras situation last year. You know, we're kind of already into this year. Like it hasn't begun, begun, of course, but like you know, an extension of Hap at this point is just basically a new contract. You know, it, it's, yeah it's extending what just the one year left Nico mm-hmm. would be a real extension. 
if you could get something done with one of the like a Justin Steele or something, that would be a real extension because you'd be buying out some arbitration years. Well, and stuff, I mean, but- it's still an extension because he doesn't hit the free agent market. You know, I mean, I guess that's what they're talking about. Nobody else gets to bid on his services. Right. So now I wonder if, I mean, like, if Ian bets on himself and has a really decent year, he might not want to sign an extension. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that would I mean, be he is our union rep, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 We don't, I mean, I, you assume they like Ian Happ enough to keep throwing him out there every day. I mean, they gave him prime time at Cubs convention to do a podcast at noon. I mean, this, not only from a baseball standpoint, which he's really good at and has Mm kind of come into his own. We talked about it last week with Michael Cerami, his biggest fan. And uh, (laughs) by the way, if Happ ever goes missing, the first place to look is Cerami's basement. So I know um, Cerami has like a thousand packets of that Hap Kool Aid. <laughs> so, uh, well, the co- I believe it's coffee, Michael. But uh, the but no, they're in <laughs> they flavored co- Kool Aid. They had yeah, exactly. They had the the coffee at the convention. So they're branding with Ian Hap now. Remember, they used to yell at him. Remember the time that he went to spring training and he had a sports car, and then mm-hmm. he got in trouble, and they're like, "You're going to AAA," and then he hit like 500 at AAA and made a bunch of d- dogs. And, like, and they just wouldn't let him come back. They wouldn't let him come back because they were punishing him for like driving a sports car and like doing some side stuff. Probably missed a workout or something. I mean, whatever happened there? I, you know what? Now that you say it, it makes me feel like these extensions are not going to go well. <laughs> well, you remind me of they're all not the gonna dumb pay shit Ian enough to not want to roll the dice on making more money somewhere else. Well, he, well, and he wants to do what's best for all the other people in his position. Like, if they're not going to give him what like Andrew Benintendi got or more, because maybe he's better. Like, he's a switch hitter. You know, he's he was an all star last year. It seems to be getting better. He's coming into his own. Hits great at Wrigley. So, like, yeah, get it done. And even if you have to do an overpay, you actually have the money. So, like, Jason Hayward's off the books next year. Yeah, like, I'm just, just I'm like, I, I hope with all my heart that the Cubs extend him. And I hope with all my heart that they don't try to pull this, do a team friendly deal because it's blah, blah, blah. Because, I mean, right, he well, deserves to get paid what he's worth. They haven't well, extended yeah. anybody. So, I have absolutely no hope that they're ever going to do it. And I was just about to say that. Look, more power to him if he gets the extension he gets the extension good job mm-hmm. but jesus fucking christ like this is the guy after everybody we've had yep it's gonna be hap that gets the extension you know they're gonna build the team around him like yeah. come on yeah, he's I mean, cheaper probably i'm maybe. not as we don't know look i i like Hap. i think he is a, he's a great baseball player is he, but like extending him is like I don't know. Waiting until only Dansby Swanson's left. Well, it's well, it's not like building around Bryce Harper. Like when like the Phillies went and did that. It's not the same as that. I agree with that. It's another, yeah. you know, better than average player who, you know, you'd love to have on your team because he's good. So, uh, David Elliott, is David Bodie still the last player to get an extension? I, I guess he was after Hendo. I can't, yeah, I can't remember whether it was Hendricks or Bodie. It was definitely because, Bodie last. 
Yeah. Okay. That was 2019. <laughs> oh yeah, because because we only have one more year of Hendo and we have two more years of Bodhi, right? Oh Jesus. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> but I, I, you know, Bodhi was definitely 2019. Yeah, Bodhi's in the minors anyway, and Facebook go, go user, to Iowa, David Bodhi Town. Facebook user, and I want to. I wish I could tell who it, you are because this is funny. Yeah, Facebook user, Hap has Car Shield money, so yeah, we've all seen those commercials. He does with Boog, by the way. So, um, all right. So then, John, John B. probably showed up, and he's like, "Hi, who I'm, are you? I'm Boog. Who are you?" <laughs> so, um, I want to, and I try to get his permission. I'm sure he's not going to mind. He's a he's a Patreon member, and he's got his own podcast called the cubs ps plus north side numbers game so he's dude into numbers mike waller is his name and he made a tiktok which i was getting spied on because i was looking all this stuff up and then i picked up tiktok and all of a sudden there's mike waller saying the exact thing that i was just looking up so um anyway i'm gonna let him uh, either that or mike waller is spying on you Uh, true yeah i don't know maybe maybe he is china so uh (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so he, I'm going to let him say about uh, Manrod and uh, Julian Merriweather uh, what I was going to say anyway, but he already said it. So I'm just going to let him say it. Well, I was pretty surprised when Manny Rodriguez was the one cut down for Julian Merriweather. But the more I looked into Merriweather, I kind of wonder if they're similar pitchers. Merriweather throws harder than Manny does. He's got a um, slider that moves about as much. He's got a curveball that's better. It's going to be interesting to see what the Cubs do with him in the pitch mix. I could see them adding to his pitches. I could see them changing up the mix, using the curveball more. Both Manny and Julian use the fastball about 50% of the time and the slider about 35 um, I could see the Cubs up in that curveball usage a little bit. See how that fastball plays. I mean, it's it's a hot fastball. You look at the pitch charts, he did catch a little too much middle-middle last year, so that may be why his Numbers don't seem to align with the stuff, but we'll see what happens. It could be an interesting Cubs pickup. Oh, okay, good. You know what? That's the perfect lead-in to some of these, you know, graphics I worked on. I graphics. (laughs) (laughs) The screenshots. (laughs) Screenshots. Well, yeah, exactly. Um, So put them up. I am. I'm here. I'm finding them. Here we go. And. So I did want, he was comparing Julian Merriweather and Manuel Rodriguez, which, okay. So if, if Manuel, is it Manuel or Manuel? I don't know. It's Manrod, right? Well, that's what we call him. Yeah. Manrod. Okay. So are we going to call, uh, Julian Merriweather, Jewweather? No, it'd be Jumare. Or Jumare? Jewweather. Jumare. Oh, Jumers. Like the, uh, yeah, okay. Jumers. All right. Well, okay, so Merriweather has three years, all with Toronto. He's got a career 564 ERA. He hasn't pitched Um, a lot. Like, What's that? Eight games here. Last year was the first year he really went out there, but it wasn't, didn't go that well. Yeah, he's got, he, he had 26 innings last year. 52 for his entire career. Um, you know, it's honestly, if you just look at like innings pitched and things like that, they're really on that sort of same trajectory, except for when you look at the ERA plus 2020 Merriweather was at 108 and then he dropped out in 94. 
and then he dropped down to 58 in 2022. Well, 2022 is the only year that he really pitched a lot. I mean, 26.2 innings, that's like, what, half a season for a guy like this, you know? Or maybe even less than half a season. Okay, but Manrod went from a 70 ERA plus in 21 to a 128 ERA plus. Also didn't pitch much, 13.2 innings, you know? You're right, he didn't didn't pitch much. It's more about what their stuff is, you know what I mean? No, yeah, and and I can understand that. For sure, except for the fact that Julian Merriweather is going to be uh, almost 32 when the Cubs season ends. Why do I know this? Because uh, his birthday is in October and the Cubs won't be playing then. So, uh, yeah, he's five, five, five years older. Yeah, and Manrod is going to be—he's going to be 26, or he's 26 all year. Like it's. I don't understand why you're you're dump you're I mean they DFA'd the guy. Like it's not like they just moved him or whatever, but they DFA'd him. And did we find out whether he made it through? It's only been two days, so there's right. still yeah. some time to go. But they um, DFA'd this guy who is much younger, and you would think with pitch lab, like what it was already they, in your they, system. They you, yeah. They must hate him. But they developed him. They made him this way. Yeah. Yeah. And then they dump him when he's 26 years old to pick up a 32 year old dude that basically pitches the exact fucking same, like numbers wise, what the numbers come out to. The only big advantage that I see for Merriweather versus Rodriguez is the strikeouts. Uh, He's got almost two more strikeouts per nine. Um, you know, and yeah, he had two and a half strikeouts per nine better, uh, last year, you know, and the strikeouts to walks, uh, Rodriguez was not good there. It's 0.89. So he's getting, you know, less than one strikeout per walk. He's walking a lot of guys and it's 3.29 for Merriweather. So he's striking more guys out. Yeah, but and, it's still they are very comparable pictures, except for one's way older. So, um, but here's my question: independent pitching is interesting, right? Okay, yeah, that's yeah, that's that could be a difference because there is a difference. It's four point three five on Julian Mer- Merriweather versus six seventy five ERA. So that does make a difference. I mean, but still, and, like, and they, it's a three point two, and for Manrod, it's I mean, three point. It's still too small of a sample. It's still too f- small of a sample to be pulling it apart like this for it's me. It's really too small of a it's sample. About their pitches, either one of them doesn't. It doesn't matter. It's about their pitches. They're the same pitcher. They do the same thing. It's the Cubs liked one more than the other, and they made their choice. But about, one's older. What are they yeah, doing with this team? They wanted the they wanted, wanted the old one. Used about one guy is a lot older, and you're counting on him to do what? You know what I mean? Like short term. Yeah, it's true. And yeah, it's true. Manrod just fucking go to somebody else for nothing. Yeah, I mean, he, well, also, I mean, they are. They may just be hoping that he's the seventh guy in the in a row to sneak through waivers. Yeah, we, we were talking about that on a text thread earlier today, uh, too. For anybody listening or watching, yes, we have a text thread and we still talk about this stuff even when we're not on the show. Uh, 
And we are my truly point was, poisoned. the reason we've had six guys make it through waivers is because none of those guys were worth it for anybody to pick up. Yeah. Like all 31 other teams are like, nah. Right. And John Pickus points out that I doubt either either is going to be on the Cubs for more than two years. This is a non-issue. He's like, move it along, show. No, but I, th- but I think what, it, how, what makes it an issue. Like, what, what the fuck are they doing? Yeah, what may yeah, exactly. What makes it an issue is that like this is your guy, you got the pitch lab, you're supposed to be turning out these dudes. Man, Rod, you make us all excited. He was at Cubs Con slapping five with everybody, and then they DFA DFA'd him on his way <laughs> home. Him. Right. Yeah. The, and so uh so yeah, it doesn't didn't make sense to anybody uh in this way, but I, I think the overall thing is what what is the, why didn't they keep both of them? So what didn't they like about Man Rod? They liked him enough to bring him to Cubs con, but here's, here's the Cubs bullpen. So, you know, they went and got Boxberger. He's new, but a lot of people have been saying Michael Rucker would be the guy. Um, you're not going to get rid of Ethan Roberts. Cause you know, he's one of somebody you're high on for the future. Then now you got Julian Merriweather, Anthony K like really like, so they're going to man rods gone, but Anthony K stays, I guess they like, they picked him up sometime last year. Then you got Estrada. Who oh, came you know, up and throws somebody's got to I mean, do, you know, we're going to have the hap, hap, happiest Christmas since Anthony fucking K danced with Bing Crosby. <laughs> I believe you mean Danny K. But um, anyway, I'm just saying this, this <laughs> bullpen was not world beaters last year and it's got a few names on it. I mean, I'll give you a few because this is the something, this is the thing that everybody's ignoring. They're like, well, we, we got the first base platoon. We got Dansby. We moved Nico on, over. We're in center field. We got belly. The outfield, we, the catcher the situation is all defensive. You got the young pitchers. Well, what about the bullpen? That's the one thing we have not addressed. And, you know, there's a lot of question marks back at the end. And people are just being like, well, you know, you just you know, make a bullpen out of, uh, you know, Straw and gold, you know, just it happens. Bullpens happen. Figure it out. And that's partly true, but you don't really have a great back end person that has emerged, uh, you know, whether it's closer by committee or just all matchups or whatever the hell they're going to do, um, you know, it's for Manrod to be on that bubble and like Rucker to be out there. Like, what is the difference between these pitch lab specials other than that Manrod had a cool nickname and I'll miss him? Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, like if baseball players are creatures of habit, I mean, pitchers are psychopaths and not <laughs> knowing what your job is, is detrimental. Like they got to be in a headspace. A lot yeah. of them. I, and I'm just, I don't know. I'm so confused by the whole, like 30 year olds are, you know, ancient to, you know, baseball front offices anymore. This guy is 32 and, Manrod is 26 and yet, or 27 and, and, and yet they're not even gonna, I don't know. I work on the guy that I got that has some upside. That's, yeah. I, I guess that's where I go. Yeah, that you already know that. And that's already from your system. So it, it just talks about their system and do they even trust their own guys? So I, I, I'm going to make your guys head spin and it's, and this is from uh, Brian Smith at Cubs prospects. He writes over at Bleacher nation, oh, bless but him. No, this is gonna this is gonna make Michael's cotton. I'm only putting this up to make Michael's head explode. It, Brian says, interesting tale of two stories here of stuff versus results versus new cub Julian Merriweather. You see below that his four S uh four seam fastball. fastball yielded a four ninety-three X Woba. 
despite being a 60-80 pitch on pitching bot scale. Look at the last pick. The gap in expected and actual results with the pitch is stunning. So he's supposed to be getting outs and misses, but instead it's a very unlucky. 493 X Woba. So it's there's check this out. I'm not more excited than the X. I'm not, I'm not (laughs) done. Rick said, English, please. He's five years older than Rodriguez. (laughs) Isn't out of options. Why bother? I mean, It's true. Like we could, we could read the tea leaves. When I all we say want, that but... baseball is a game of both science and religion, this is exactly what I'm yeah. talking about. And you'd be right. <laughs> and so you know, and look, the numbers have a place to be. Like you need the numbers. The numbers are great. They're giving you information. But at some point, you look at the numbers, and the thing that's supposed to happen is not happening. Well the numbers aren't wrong. The player is. So why are you still, you know, it's like, well, let's, you know, let's just fucking go for it. I mean, come on. An X Woba of a thousand is still an out. If the dude in left field runs and catches it, like, I don't know. It's yeah. There's only so much you can do with numbers in baseball and you have to, you have to fucking figure that out with who you actually have on the field and what they're doing. The game is very analytical, of course, but there's art to it. There is physicality. There is mental. There's so many things you cannot fucking like you, you just can't put a number on and that's going to make a huge difference. So they're trying to take all the fucking nuance out of the game with all these numbers and all you're doing is getting X Woba but your real Woba isn't this is a fucking worst sentence ever <laughs> but your real Woba isn't well, what you want I mean they like what he's doing they like what he's doing and they liked it better than Manrod and that's all we know right now and they went with the, where they're they're gonna go with it John Pickett says again we may still have Manrod after the next five days. Yeah, exactly. So we're, we're crying about nothing. Failed My, starters to the bullpen, says Pincus. Clinton Nathan says we need to bring back the sheriff. I think we can all agree that's a great idea. Um, but maybe his woba is too low. I don't know. Um, t- <laughs> Tom Tom Cooper says, I saw but Anthony it, but K. His mustache. Yeah, exactly. Live it. Primo. Live it. I, I saw Anthony K. pitch last year in Buffalo. I think he might surprise you. And um, Tom, absolutely. He will surprise me because I've never heard of him before. So when I see him pitch, I'll be like, hey, who's that I'm so I have surprised. never seen this before. I think he's from the Blue Jays, too, if memory serves. Like, that was yeah. one of those, yeah, one of those random things. I'm um, like, oh, that's, I, who the hell's this guy? Yeah, I have, a, I have a friend who's a Blue Jays fan who we may or may not um, get to convince to be on the show someday. And, uh, yeah, she's not very high on him, but hey, you know, pitch lab. Yeah, well, obviously yeah, exactly. neither were the Blue Jays. Didn't didn't work for Manrod, but apparently this guy it's going to work wonders for. Um, and now here's the the final question. I want to hear from people in the chat uh, or the final segment of this segment. Uh, the I want to hear from people in the chat about this bleacher Jeff today on discord, which is our private Patreon server said, um, does lineup construction actually matter? And is the leadoff hitter 
a relic of the past that should be replaced by your best hitter getting the most at bats possible in the game. So it's it. Tell us in the chat what you think. Um, IFG, you want first thoughts on this one? Me personally, I am very torn on this. I have, I don't know. I like the speedy guy at lead off and, you know, the big slugger getting a whole bunch of RBI opportunities. Um, Cause you know, it's a whole lot of fun when you get a bunch of RBIs instead of putting a slugger on first base and then nobody has find him. Um, I don't know, but also it's really fun when Shohei Otani leads off. So I could really go either way, but I really like the speedy guy on first. Lord knows we've seen it always being Cubs yes. fans. <laughs> like we, we have had 457 different lineup possibilities. Do other yeah. teams have um, this problem? I want to know. So yes. I guess what Jeff's saying here is he doesn't want two bloops and a bomb. He wants a bomb and two bloops. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, you know right? what? You know what? I was one of the biggest supporters of the Kyle Schwarber leadoff hitter plan. And it seemed to work really well for the Nationals. Yeah, right. never worked out for the Cubs, though, somehow. Um, I, he hit 11 home runs out of the leadoff position um, that year, yeah. though. Well, so look, I think he's got a point. But this is, you know, so there there is a way to look at this. If you just look at the numbers, like put the guy up there because he'll get one extra at bat at the end of the game that he could possibly hit a home run and win the game for you. You know, that's sort of that thought process. And I get that. That, that kind of makes sense. But Danny, you have talked on this show a number of times about uh, talking. Uh, who are you talking with the NBC? There was lead off. Uh, yeah, I was. That's what I was going to bring up, David DeJesus. David and, DeJesus, and he yeah. he told you it's a hard thing to do. Yeah, you're just it's a not mindset matter there. He said he goes, it's amazing, and this is the specific thing he said. He said it's amazing when it's your job to start the game. You're the first one in there. You're the you're the guy that's got to get this game going, and that is a mindset in and of itself. So maybe if you don't have that mindset to get up there at that point to start the game, you're going to maybe waste in that bad, and it's not going to work out real well for you in that position because you're in your head about something like that. So the other – he said it – because I asked him this question, and he said, yeah, it feels like a specific skill to have to be able to do that. But then he also said, but as the game goes on and things change throughout the game with the DH, it, it doesn't matter. Now, they didn't have the DH. I was there that year with David. So and somebody Face, says that Facebook too. Yeah. user agrees. Yeah. And I want to get to some of these in the chat, too. Um, yeah. I, Pincus says, I think momentum killers are a bigger issue, i.e. Hayward and some other scrub back to back that all of a sudden you takes you out in an inning like you got two guys in a row that both yeah. fail after the leadoff hitter gets black hole. Gets it, on. It, and that's where your lineup construction actually makes a difference. It's not about or it's not as much about who you're putting first versus six. It's about knowing your players and not sticking two guys who suck right back to back. How about if this? You yeah. can help it. Let me go out on a limb, and I know this might be some radical thinking, but how about having no players that suck, that everybody <laughs> is pretty good, and that it's not just re regularly horrible? How about Sweetheart, that? Sweetheart, honey, yeah. we're Cubs fans. <laughs> exactly. Tom, Tom Cooper says, 
Uh, it would be nice to have a leadoff hitter that can steal bases. Yeah, as it would a, be nice. I agree. Because bigger bases this year too. So yeah. now you got a leadoff yeah. double. A and, guy and gets that's first. on baseball. Unfortunately, the 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 powers that be are doing their best to take away all the fun baseball. So having a speedy guy on first who never gets the chance to run to second, kind of I don't know. I'm I like that idea. That's what I think is fun, but I don't know that they're going to do it. Yeah. I mean, for me, it's just, I guess it depends on the dudes you have and how it's going to work. <laughs> out. I, I mean, honestly, I, I, I hate to say, it, I think it's going to be different for different teams. I think it to talk about who should be the leadoff hitter on the Cubs. I think that that could change. I don't see that this team needs to be constructed that way because they are a series of platoons. Anyhow, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know who's going to be at their base. I mean, you get, you know, is it wisdom? Uh, like they're going to use that D eight spot with the two platoon first baseman, I guess short and, and second or penciled gonna in all David Ross every single day with a new lineup based on whatever the matchup is. Whoever the pitcher is, is going to get a new lineup every single day. So who should who mostly do it? A, who is our speedy guy? Do we have a speedy guy? I, I used to know all of the Cubs sprint speeds back when we had like one team for multiple I mean, years at a time. Maybe Bellinger could be pretty fast, I think. But he can't um, hit. He hits the ball on the ground constantly. No, Bellinger, not Hosmer. You, you're you thinking Hosmer. No, nope, also Bellinger. I'm thinking Bellinger. They both suck, Danny. I mean, he could, he could, re- he could remember <laughs> how to hit. He could. Like, there's yeah, a that's chance. One of the- that's one of the things that need to go absolutely right. Remember, I like. Yeah. I yeah. actually do kind of like Nico Horner as your leadoff guy. I'm fine Be- with that. Because How about think- Happer? No. No. <laughs> no, I think Nico. I think Nico. No, he'll get is- up there. He'd be all in his head. He wouldn't. Mm-mm. No, ha- you can't. You guys who get all in their heads, they can't be leadoff hitters. They, yeah. He's done it a little bit, but yeah, I don't. It I, was. It was I, not pretty. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna look up in the break. Uh, so what- Saya actually has the highest projected on base percentage, which that's one of those X numbers. They assume based on everything that he's the guy that's going to be the highest OBP. So do you put say it up there? Because that's what you would kind of think you want a guy on base. So he can steal too. Right. He might not be a bad guy to have there. Even I hate saying it, bunt. <laughs> the B word. Your leadoff guy doesn't bunt. Your second hitter bunts. You don't watch enough Japanese baseball. <laughs> <laughs> they all bunt. We're bunt. They we're all bunt. Especially when you don't want them to. <laughs> yeah, that's why they. That's that's why they don't shift over there. Well, I I can definitely tell you one man that knows that lineup construction matters, and that is the man ripping heaters outside the, the Sheraton, <laughs> and that's Bobby Dernier, the first part of the daily double with Sandberg. So, what if you got yourself a like a daily double of uh, Seiya and Nico or something like right up top, and they're just on okay. base. And then, and then you put. Oh, well, see, that's the problem. Then after that, you did, we're not really slugging it. No, we don't no, really care. I, I love that. <laughs> You've so you've got Saya, so Saya, Nico, Happer. Yep, because Hap is your and Hap then is kind what, of your you hope more, uh, Wilson. Oh wait, Wilson oh, wait. is out of the team. Yeah, well, I was yeah. gonna um, say I was actually gonna say Wisdom Bob. Oh yeah, Wisdom. Yeah. I forgot he exists. Of course, um, he's Saya. going to make the third out and a lot. Swansby. 
Right. Well, you take that. You take that. So do you do Swansby first and then with? Yeah. No. Okay. So in the weeds. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not thinking about Swansby. Who? I I guess who's got more power there? I don't know. But Swansby Uh, could be fifth. This is a whole topic for another show. I love our favorite lineup. Yeah. (laughs) We should do our favorite lineup versus Swansby are the big thing. Like you put one at five, and then you put the other one at like eight or nine. Right. Right, you don't want those two to get right. You want like You're your second leadoff thing. hitter, like whoever you would also put at leadoff, you put at nine. Well, the point is that you should put the worst hitter at nine, and it should no. just always be the catcher because he'll get the least at bats. That is kind of Jeff's point that you go like best player, second best player, third best player, fourth best player, and you just do it that way. I mean, not that he's saying you should do that, but I think that was right. the ultimate question. And now, yeah, we're no, I, I get I get into an argument uh, with this with a friend of mine all the time because he's that same sort of like, but the math says, and I'm like, I've watched too many games to do that. That's the religion part of the game. Yeah. It's the artistry. You know that there are, there are decisions that can be made that can go against the math. Knowing the math allows you to make the decisions you have to know the rules the so you up. can break them yeah so uh we're going to take a quick break for our um sun ranto shopping where you can uh, buy lots of stuff through our links by clicking on them and then you help the show by buying the crap you were going to buy it anyway besides we need a drink of water and to take a quick break and um also uh it Join us if you're not a Patreon member. Become a Patreon member at patreon.com slash sunranta. You can join us afterwards on Discord where we'll have a little chat. I'm thinking about, you know, they're using robot umpires in the minor leagues this year or a hybrid thereof. So maybe just start our topic there. But the conversation can get wild and willy down there once I start drinking whiskey. So um, we'll be right back on the Sunranto show. We'll be right back. Stuff. Hey Cubs fans, at Amazon.com do you buy lots of stuff? Why not support the Sun Ranto show by shopping through sunranto.com slash stuff. All you gotta do is fill your cart at Amazon with lots of stuff. Then before you check out with all of that wonderful stuff, head on over to sunranto.com slash and click any of our Amazon links before you buy your stuff. Check out like you normally would with all that beautiful stuff. And the Sun Ranto show will get a small kickback because of the stuff you bought. And you'll be helping in the Sun Ranto show buy all the stuff. We need to stay on the air talking about the cups and other stuff. Plus, you could win a monthly prize. If some of your stuff. is chosen for Amazon stuff. of the month, and if you win, we'll send you more sunranto.com slash that address again is sunranto.com slash the Welcome back to the Sunranto show and um, hashtag chance in the chat. If you would like to win a hash, a chance postcard sent to you by me with a message of love and doom. And uh, we thought we'd do something a little fun on the show today because uh, IFG, you have a, a collect. Well, just tell us about your collection. I, I collect baseball cards um, <laughs> and I 
like to have themes for my cards. So like one of my binders is all monkeys cards and one of my binders is all eh, cubs cards. All and right. then I have says. Yes. And then I have the Dix Cunts and Assenmachers collection. <laughs> Nice. And this is what we're going to be diving into. (laughs) Now we could spend a whole show doing this, but we decided we're going to hold it back a little bit and like do this regularly on the show because there's quite, it's quite a binder. It's fun. It's all of my sexy cards. So I have my sexy monkeys cards. I've got um, somebody on baseball card. Twitter made me a custom art card set with all of the ESPN body issue baseball. Oh, cards. the naked players. Yeah. yeah that's right. Oh, we got go. some hobby up here. We got some like Jake Arietta going on some Dallas Keuchel. And then once we go past those fun pieces, we get into, we got some Randy Johnson and stuff, but I wanted to share uh, three <laughs> of the, about that. God damn it. I'm an uh, idiot sometimes. The big unit, man. The big <laughs> unit. No, I got that part of it, but I this guess, is oh, where oh, all God. of the, this is where all of the cards go that are baseball players with names that I find amusing. So uh, I just wanted to share some of uh, the Cubs related cards. What with this being a Cubs podcast and all. Uh, Let's see, who do we have? I've got the old uh, classic 1990s tops, Paul Assenbacher, after whom the collection is named. I I do like Assenbacher. It's, It's German for the maker of asses. Yeah. That's, that's an ass stat. I was the we, perfect age to l- enjoy this too. Like, you know, <laughs> because I was 15, 16 when this was going on. And, and so like, it's, I, I ate this up. Uh, well, that maybe that's the wrong phrase. to use. <laughs> Austin Mocker, but. That's the Christian Yelich card. Yeah. So no, great one. That's so that's yes, there's one. Paul Aston Muncher. And then, um, we have the very famous and wonderful Pete Lecoq. Pete yeah. Lecoq. One of the Put great baseball Pete. names of all time. Patreon levels, Pete Lecoq. That's he wore, wore number 25. So uh, <laughs> it's the $25 level. You are at the Pete Lecoq level. <laughs> this card is fantastic. It takes a lot of money to, to be a Lecoq. This particular card is fantastic because it triggers the uh, smile shutter mechanism on my phone. So if I point my phone at this card, it will automatically take a picture. Oh, really? <laughs> yes. God. That's insane. It is. His hair is... What is happening right now? His hair seems to be very much bigger on one side versus the other side. He has got just an absolute halo going on. This is a fantastic head of hair, honestly. I think yeah. this is 83 or something. I don't I have no idea what year this is. And that Cubs hat is just beat to shit. That is just, <laughs> hats have come a long way. <laughs> yeah, they would never. That that's like a September hat that it, that he got <laughs> issued in April. And it's still right. on his head, you know. Um, funny story uh, about P- Pete Lecoq. Can I just share something really please. quick? Please. Is that his father was Ralph Pierre Lecoq, but um, he was smart enough to change his name to Peter Marshall. 
um, where he became uh, the game show host for Hollywood Squares from 1966 to 1981. Really? Yeah. Pete Lecoq's father, uh, you know, so Pete Lecoq. Lecoq's father changed his name and Pete Lecoq was still like. That's going to look awesome on a baseball card. (laughs) Well, maybe for if you're getting into game show hosting, it's not the best name because they're like, yeah, we can't put that on TV. But if you're a ball player, you're like, yo, I'm swinging a bat. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm handling the balls. I'm swinging a bat. Yeah, I'm go- I'm going with I'm going with my god name. In our in our modern era, you want to get a little bit more creative. You've got a Pierce Johnson. Of course, yeah, Pierce. Yes. I, I met Pierce Johnson at CubsCon, in fact, one time. Nice guy. Ooh, tell me more. No, that was it. He just was sitting by the table, <laughs> and I shook his hand. I'm like, Pierce Johnson. I believe I got an autograph that I gave to somebody else at some point. So yeah, yeah, I, yeah Pierce Johnson was. Yeah, that was that was always one of those fun names. What what do they call it? Uh, uh... that's another guy we once thought we were, he was going to be good in the off season. So like, oh yeah. yeah, so he he will take his place amongst all the people we talked about tonight. So what do they actually call it when you get your Johnson pierced? Like what uh, is that? Prince it's Albert. Ah, like uh, Prince Albert. There we go. It's one of the ways, I guess. You could, there's multiple styles. I would. guess. <laughs> How many princes are there? <laughs> Well, there's the artist formerly known as Prince. There's that one. <laughs> um, but Pierce Johnson, I'm looking up his stats right now, uh, ended up on the Padres last year. Uh, it's 502 ERA only got into 15 games, uh, 14 innings. But he was with them last year and had a 322 ERA, 270 the year before. He did pretty well in 2021. We could have used him. Dang it. Uh, Blue Dabs 420. Uh, says kid last week signed in the international draft named Marlboro Jesus. Yeah. Oh, I love this. That is a parody account. It's fantastic. Some of the names are. Oh, like, that's a they, lie. It's a lie. <laughs> they put out one yesterday that said the St. Louis signed Christian megachurch. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I'm, I'm waiting for that signing, actually. Well, yeah. it won't be a signing. He'll just come out of there their farm system nobody will ever have heard of them so i've decided to start collecting um signed cards of players with interesting names so just really quick to share a couple of them these are some of my newest editions and i'm kind of proud of them um if you want to send me funny cards dm me my dms are open uh i have brooks pounders oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) and well, and that, that that's like a minor league card, right? Yes, yes. So this is uh, digging deep. Pittsburgh I love minor. I love minor league Bears. cards. Yep, Pittsburgh Bears, and yeah, then that, we've that got... kid is like twelve years old. I is he the is he the kid that was on that ESPN commercial that says he likes to hit dingers? Oh my god, my name is Big Al, and I hit dingers. <laughs> yes, that's Brooks Pounders. It's adorable. Great, great baseball name. Great name. And then we've got Doug Fister. I remember him. <laughs> this I remember is his Doug Bowman's man. first card. So he was a baby when this one came out. That was yeah. his very first baseball card. Nice. Yeah, no, he was he was pretty good. He hung around for a while and we always laughed. Like it's it's great when these guys do well because the, the joke is continues for 17 oh, years. Yeah. 
Fister. And you remember them. Like you pay attention to them because of the name, you know, Randy Johnson, greatest pitcher. One of the greatest pitchers of all time, you know, ever. I have a full sheet of Randy Johnson. I hold on. I can probably, I am so embarrassed that like, literally I was never thinking Randy as an adjective. Like it's just never, I'm an idiot. <laughs> well, we have we have a great uh, listener of this show. He's always in. In fact, I've just recently talking to him because he ordered the calendar. And uh, but his name's Willie Johnson. Do you remember Willie Johnson listens to the show? He's he's around all the time. And he's and he ran for county commissioner a little bit ago up in Oregon, I believe. Uh, and it, it he uh, is Willie H. Johnson. Is oh, and, and he said he said his middle name is also phallic, but it, we couldn't figure out what it was. So everybody, <laughs> that's the mystery for next week. Can you figure it out? Not that he'll tell us, but um, yeah. Well, so. I I clearly haven't, uh, you know, a slightly odd name, but you know, for the most part, it's not a big deal. Except for my uncle married a woman named Polly, and she married into the name Polly Cotton. Yes. That <laughs> happened. So it was when she married your uncle, it was a Polly Cotton blend. Yes. She was, she was Polly fucking Smith or Johnson or whatever the fuck her name was. But then she ended up Polly Cotton Polly for the Cotton. rest of her life. Well, you know, as long as you're making up names for yourself, um, you might as well make one up as cool as Juliana Glass or Glassy. Uh... I'm not sure. Um, so uh, Juliana. F- formerly known as uh, Ben Zobrist's wife, has changed her name to Juliana Glass. And um, here's the Instagram post. She had a photographer come out and she said, the twist of the pen, the turn of the page. A woman writes her own story when she takes her name into her own hands as symbol of autonomy and self-liberation. A name can tell the tales of a woman's future, her past and the resilience required to actualize her present. Her name is a power evoking newfound independence and heralding a new tomorrow. Very poetic. She is, and, uh, she is clearly going for like in a hundred years. She's open. Those words are going to be like still on, you know, still being read in high school English classes somewhere because they'll be studying Instagram in a hundred years. I mean, we talked about Juliana on this show a lot back in the day and, uh, you know, all the jokes about, you know, Ben. And of, of course, like it sucks when any marriage breaks up. It happened to ruin a cub season, <laughs> which pissed us <laughs> off like a, a kind of a lot. And so um, she was always very interesting. It was kind of annoying. We got sick of her song, the Alive song, and we definitely didn't want to hear Benny and the Jets anymore at the, at some point. Um, so, you know, I, I do wish her well. I think she's an interesting person. I mean, you know, look at her. Look at her clothes. Like she's yep. dressed I, like I'm, a crayon. I'm all crayon. in on her, you know, creating her own name. You know what I mean? Like. If you're gonna do it, I mean, I mean, somebody on this show has. Yeah, I made up my name. name. <laughs> For I anybody really? who didn't yeah. realize, Rocket is not Danny's real name. No, it's if an it alias. Was, it only have one T. I'm running from the law. <laughs> That's funny. No, I, I had, I've thought for a long time about um, changing my name from my legal name. I'm 
you know, going through a divorce anyway, but like you may as well be IFG now. Yeah. I mean like, but like my names before my married name weren't particularly well attached to me either. So I I respect Juliana for that. We could do a, a, I'm I'm sure the ranchers would love to give you all sorts of ideas. <laughs> it's names. funny. I mentioned it to a friend of mine, uh, Richard. He did the English commentary for the CPBL that one season. And Richard he gave Wang. me Yeah, Richard Wong. He gave me a Chinese name. It's right here on my wall. Very um, cool. So I'm Lin just go with that. Then you're then you're like Prince. Then you're just a symbol that we can't my even name, pronounce. I'm Ali Lin. <laughs> That's it. Nice. Well, it's like um, it's it's funny to me about Juliana and like, I guess. And I really had to like think about it again because I had it for I'm like, what is it that bugs me about her? And it and it's because I'm like a lot like her. <laughs> so, and I think that's like the problem. It's like, you know, like I find ah, her super relatable personally. And, and, and I'm but I'm jealous that she like got all that money to be a loony artist, because if I like got to get all this money and like she literally sued for even more money because Ben Zobras went and tried to save their marriage. And like, he's like, no, honey, come back to me. She's like, I'm out of here. I'm with this guy now. I'm a new woman. Screw you and whatever you're doing, baseball boy. And like, that's fine. But she but she sued in the divorce to get even more money because he left the Cubs and for and did not protect the marital assets. <laughs> during the divorce she, and he quit his job she was at, what she was actually thinking is i had everything planned he was going to be gone for another four months him being at home fuck my whole you know my whole plan yeah. up and we didn't make any money i mean i'm on team both their sides and for their lives you know and they got kids yeah. but the thing that kind of bugs me about her is like it's just she she thinks she's so artistic and she like wears it so on her sleeve that it, like it makes me not trust it. Like yeah. she just thinks she's like too great. Like go to her Instagram page and it's just all pictures of her. And then some kids, but it's just like, <laughs> but it's all just, you know, paid so, for. Right. I'm a model pictures. And I'm just like, I'm, oh my God. I'm absolutely with you, Danny. You are a lot like Juliana. I know. And I'm saying <laughs> On and either I'm this side of you, on the show, right now, I'm looking at you. I, I can see on your a face picture. three different times. It's so hypocritical. But and I then, just admitted this. And that, that's what you I, I hate. are in love with Cubs players way more than she probably ever was. <laughs> and you just, you've been hoping to get married to the Cubs second baseman your whole life. I know. And so I'm just jealous as hell <laughs> of her life. Like, like, and that's what bugs me. I mean, and, I would be a psycho crazy mom artist if I had her money too. I just didn't yeah. marry a baseball player. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and if, if you just like could, and then you'd launch your career and hey, I'm going to make it. Right. Album. Like imagine okay, what I could do if I had money and I just don't. So it's whatever. Yeah, follow your dream. Yeah. Go out Good there. Good for you, make Juliana. It. Yeah. Like I wish like, meanwhile, I'm like, Hey, you guys want to buy a calendar so I can afford to make the bleacher pump <laughs> band album. And she's like, she's like, honey, I'm going to the studio. Just spend another 10 G's. And like, we're printing up. Okay. Could I be your lead off walk up song? Oh, sure. Here's the single I'm going on WJ. Like she gets all this stuff that, right. you, know, you know, so, um, and also she ain't that good. 
that's my it, like that's kind of my doesn't issue matter because she can afford the self-promotion that we can't exactly so that's what bugs me about her and i'll just have to get over it because like you know I'm we're never not mad gonna... at Juliana. We're mad at capitalism. Yeah, and I'm never exactly, and I'm never. <laughs> that, that's be... a running theme on this show. <laughs> exactly. You are fitting in so well. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I did have a think a good line about it is that like what she reminds me of because she's gone totally pro gay with her Christianity. She's still very Christian. I'm so proud of her. But she that was like, a had... huge hurdle to to get past, and I'm it really is... really proud of her for that. And she had like a gay online pastor on, and that's really cool. But like in that way, she reminds me of Tammy Faye Baker. If you remember from like that, that's like an eighties thing I with Jim Baker and she would cry and like the makeup would run down her face. And then she totally went fully, like, fully gay. Like he, the dude was of course, cause he's an online preacher got caught having sex with a bunch of hookers and stealing a <laughs> bunch of money, went to jail, like, you know, typical, you know, online preacher guy. So anyway, Juliana's with one of those guys interviewing. So she reminds me if she's in that world, you know what I mean? That online preacher world. Um, so she's got that going on, but she's also got that touch of like Gwyneth Paltrow sort yeah. of like out of touch. Like, let me give you mom advice. And like, right. she's like writing a blog. Sell you and- a $400 egg that you put in your cooch to yeah, make it strong. Exactly. <laughs> well, yeah. it's it's the life advice from people who have never really experienced struggle. Yeah. So that bothers that bothers I'm going me. to solve you. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. With all you need is ten thousand dollars and no job, and like then you'll be fine. Just and, relax more. Yeah, you need a mani petty. So <laughs> then then the last one was uh that I she reminds me because of her like totally bitten style from like the Harajuku world of like Gwen Stefani who totally bites like Jim Gwen Stefani came out last week and she's like I'm actually secretly Japanese you're like uh no you're not no baby no no you just like stole all their style and put hot Asian girls in your music videos like not even her family knew it (laughs) exactly (laughs) not even her white Anglo family had any idea that (laughs) no it's just so she's got all that like um you this know, is Alexander Guinness Humphrey Bogarts. Yes, and he's a good boy. Yeah, for the podcast listeners, we've we've been having cat sightings this entire show, which is oh wonderful. my god! For anybody who's not watching, the cat and the dog. I'm I'm surprised it's the first time we've seen him because I am always distracted by the wiener dog and the cat chasing each other in and out of the room. <laughs> it's just always running back and forth around the house. It's yeah. a reason to watch us live. It really is. Um, check <laughs> us like, out every it's Thursday. Just watching cats and dogs do zoomies. Yeah. So anyway, I think we've beaten uh, the dead John Lackey uh, at by this point. Um, and then. Um, all right, so down uh, down in the corners, if you're watching the live show, if you would like to tip us for doing this show, uh, we will uh, gladly take your money and we will split it amongst ourselves, like instantaneous. I'm just going to Venmo them, split it three ways. I'm going to Venmo the money right out or PayPal. You, We've got QR codes down in the corners. You can scan them with your phones and uh, and give us some money uh, just for doing this. If you're not a Patreon supporter, you should be um, – and uh, that's our little uh, collection plate. So, I, you know, I said that everybody's birthday earlier in the show, but that's one of the Patreon things we're doing. Uh, birthday club. Uh, Phil Brandyberry, his birthday was yesterday. Jose Orlando Mercado. Bexy Ashworth on Didn't Come Here for a Haircut. And um, 
Uh, the, she's the violinist. Their birthdays all coming up. And of course, John Baker and Michael, I'm going to plug you because you always forget to plug yourself. But I oh, listen God, to God. I love when you talk that way. I'm going to plug you. Uh, <laughs> put the fucking lotion in the basket. Oh, um, no, no, no. I, I was talking when you said that I, I plugged myself. <laughs> when I think about you, I, I really want you to plug me. Oh. So, I'm busy. Uh, but you, released, you released a episode of the baseball rabbit hole, if you want to tell everybody about that and where they can find it and stuff. Yeah. I'd so like, I'd like to hear about it again. On, on, uh, I have a side project I've been doing for a couple years. Uh, baseball rabbit hole. I ask a question of the internet about baseball, and then I start to follow all the different rabbit holes. And I truly thought I was just going to do this. It's going to be quick. I just run through it. And guess what? Not so much. Uh, the rabbit holes are deep, people. And the one that I put out to the Patreon people another perk because I'm going to actually start doing that more often. And then I'm going to, uh, so season three will be, you know, going through the Patreon. Um, but you were, you were just supposed to say it's about the baseball, Michael. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> about this need one your life episode, story. That's all you want to talk about is one episode. Well, this one no, episode, yeah, you just dropped it. Well, then people listen about to it. It's the a good baseball. One. Yeah. It's yeah. about, yeah. I decided I want to know more about the actual baseball because right now we're in this, situation where there are three balls being used in 2022 uh and one of them's the goldilocks ball and maybe aaron judge hit a lot of those out of the ballpark i don't know we got it. it's something to watch there's definitely some shenanigans with the ball and you go into it how mlb they own they kind of own the ball now they can do what they want where before it was outsourced but only to one person but it was really supposed to be two people like it's very interesting the, there, there's a lot of holes. conspiracies yeah. and uh you know corruption and collusion going on you know big capitalism trying to skirt monopoly laws yeah it was actually so, pretty fun yeah and there's a lot of great baseball episodes like that. You're already in the second season. So it's uh, definitely uh, subscribe to Michael's Baseball Rabbit Hole, which I did drop the podcast link for Apple anyway. If I don't know what you use, but you can just look it up and find it. Um, I am I'm selling the calendar. So uh, it's awesome. Buy it. Sunranter.com slash calendar. Get your birthday in there. You have 10 more days to do it. Um, just a little update on my cousin, Jess. Uh, they took the the breathing tube and the feeding tube out. Uh, so that's a real progress. Long road ahead. Thank you for all of you guys that said at CubsCon that you saw what had happened there about the stroke she had. If people that are, are watching that don't know, uh, the, uh, she's doing better. We're just, you know, keep working, but the news is positive so far. So Good. just want to say it. And uh, I dropped the link for the calendar, sunranto.com. Click on calendar and buy the calendar. Um, and then what do we do now? Oh, yeah, TFCs. That's how we end this show. And then we go to Discord. Um, you got you, – what? I IFG, have one. You got one? I got a couple. Yeah, let's see. Okay. How many do you have, Danny? Uh, really just uh, two. I got one that was just a sheer what the – 
So Bleacher Nation sends out their little blog about the Cubs reportedly not being interested in Trevor Bauer, which they shouldn't be. Nobody should be interested in him in whatsoever. Uh, and then at DrunkDude36 on Twitter says, that's because <laughs> that's because we have woke ownership. They don't yeah. care about winning. I mean, they won't mind winning as it brings them more money, but they don't truly care. Oh, my God. Imagine. No uh, th there's one Ricketts that you might be able to call woke, but I would. I don't even know about that. I mean, uh, Laura is gay. I don't think that equates to woke. No, it no. just means she likes women. Well, I'll tell you who is. I'll tell you who is woke. My TFC. Uh, because uh, Fergie was out there and uh, he tweeted this out. He said, had to grab a few of these promo Coke bottles from CubsCon. Can't wait to be drinking ice cold Coke at Wrigley again. Just like when I played. Obviously, I'm a Coca-Cola guy. <laughs> Hashtag Fergie prefers Coke. Hashtag not an advertisement, but it could be. Call me Coca-Cola. Winky emoji. And <laughs> get it, Fergie. And so, uh Go get the go get that coin, Fergie. But also, like, it's really funny if you know that Fergie was once busted for Coke. <laughs> it's just, Fergie, Fergie prefers Coke. Like, yeah, that is absolutely. Yeah. Oh my god, that, the dude is is absolutely hilarious. He, he, had, he had weed on him too when he got busted, but I think that was just to come down off the Coke. You know what I mean? <laughs> Gotta sleep sometime. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you got to pitch tomorrow, Fergie. Exactly. Give me more Coke. So. Oh, <laughs> uh, all right. So got, I, I, I found one out on Reddit because, hey, right there you can see the, uh, where is it? It's right there. Yeah. Reddit. We have a Sun Ranto out on Reddit. It's a better place to be than all these other fucking places. Uh, and I'm out there and there's the uh, Shy Cubs. And I found these jokers really having a good time with what the season might be like. I'm ready to get merverted at Wrigley this year. Oh, geez. And then the next guy, I like it. We can all get hornered and merverted this summer. And then the next guy says, new fan club should be the merverts. Oh my <laughs> and God. then the final guy is fapping to hap. Irvin to Mervis. Yikes. And these are, that's full This is how you get for, people to go over to Reddit? <laughs> for the there record. Now. Is that not the, come on. That for the record, Matt Mervis has said he does not care for the Merv perv jokes. So, I would like, not if imagine. you care about Matt Mervis, don't make those jokes. They're not in good taste. He does not like them. Don't do that. Oh, I hadn't actually seen that. I was yeah. I was actually laughing. Because no, like him and me, his parents, uh, there was a video like, please don't do that. We call people uh, prospect perverts. And that's what was yeah. getting me. So, all right. Well, Matt, I know you're watching. I am sorry. <laughs> I, I wasn't aware. I no, will never no. make that. <clears throat> but to be fair, I haven't made that joke. It's not a very good joke. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I've got... I've got uh, this. I mean, the uh, the sport. Oh no, it's your turn. IFG. Did you have another one? Me? Uh, yeah. I do have another one. Yeah, it's, bring it. Uh, I I like 
to not always um, flex on people on this flex and cube. Uh, I like to point out happy flexes too. And this one I thought was amusing. This is, uh, if y'all remember, Suyoshi Shinjo. He used to play for the Mets a while back. And now he is the uh, manager of the Nippenham Fighters in Japan. And he has a fantastic idea that would be fun. He's proposed the idea of a league shuffle every year. Have a random drawing to decide which teams go in which league. Random teams and random leagues with DH, without DH, because the Central League in in uh, Japan still doesn't have a designated hitter. Um, and what do you think? Like maybe this year the Cubs have to play the Yankees and the Orioles and to the win Diamondbacks. The yeah, to win the division. Uh, I mean, I think it's now. Was he just suggesting this for Japan? He's suggesting this just for fun. Like yeah. he's like, "Hey, man, how funny would it be if maybe we just mixed it up?" It's just Japan's smaller. That's all I'm saying. It's easier yeah, to get it's, around. It's just yeah. two different leagues. Yeah. So that would be it, fun, though. Oh, it, would, it really would. All of a sudden, I mean, next year it's like a shuffle. Next year you're in with the. The Astros, the Mariners, the Yankees, and the, you know, and you've got to yeah, beat those guys. Well, what if, what if we did it? It's not a complete relegation. People have talked about relegation like in soccer, but you take all the division winners, all the playoff teams or whatever, and you put them in one division. And then Ooh. your second yeah. place yeah. Next teams, year you have and then, to be best and then of the you've best. got your shit division. Yeah. But they all, you know, it still works the exact same. You know same. what? Let's talk about this on Discord afterwards because this is a rabbit That's hole we good. can go down like real that. quick. Yeah. Because I was like just getting some ideas about how that would work. And, you know, yeah, that's oh, fun. Yeah, that'd be fun. So, uh, uh, you know what? I'm going to save my because what I want to play is uh, it's Juliana Zobrist related and it's like a minute long. So I'm going to end the show with it. Um, and it's it's a, um, a performance art piece that I did with my niece of Juliana or her reading juliana zobrist's uh do you remember we used to do these did yes. it was like she was like 10 or 11 at the time and she was reading juliana zobrist instagram posts like dramatically <laughs> and then i was making weird art videos with them and so <laughs> so and just the way we spent the off season one time you know so i'm gonna play that at the end and that's a, a tfc of my own but um i'll save the other idea so uh cotton you got another one no, that was it. I only oh, that's had it. one. All right, cool. Well, um, then I guess it's nearly time to say, say goodbye, so we have to get a little hashtag chance in the chat. If you're watching right now, um, hashtag chance, if you haven't done it yet, because you could win a postcard sent to you by me with a message of hope and or doom. Um, that is the wrong. Hold on. <laughs> yeah, Old man doing technology. I'm a lot like I was. Um, I wanted this one. Okay, here we go. That's correct. So uh, we have quite a few uh, in the in the chat here, and let's give it a roll. Winner, Jared P. Congratulations, Jared P. I'm not sure who you are, so hey. uh, send me a message at Sunranto on Twitter or on Facebook or something like that, and uh, I can get your address uh, so I can send you the postcard. Facebook user fail. 
Fat chance. Yeah, hashtag chance <laughs> is what it's supposed to be. Yeah. But uh, congratulations, Jared P. You are the winner tonight. And you're also entered to win the Smorgasbord Extravaganza Prize at the end of the year, which does include this. What, what is it? The, isn't it the Greg Maddox card? That's the first prize of 12 that will be added each month. I was thinking this. Like, what if the winner at, like, we do one drawing. Nah, it's too complicated. I was thinking, what, like, the, you do one drawing and you can choose to take what and it just it builds throughout the year and you could just choose to cash it in right now. Cause you won the chance or you could, you know, keep going. I don't know. I haven't, I haven't come up with the rules yet. I just basically <laughs> want to be a game show host like Pete Lecox's dad is really, he really does. You can, and, and you won't have to change your name. I think Danny Rocket is a perfect name. Not, for a game show yeah. Yeah. So, um, so as always, if you do listen to, to us on, even if you don't listen to us on iTunes, it really does help the show. If you do review us until every, just make five star ratings though. You don't even have to say much. Be like, I like it. It's great. Whatever. But just give us five stars and it'll help uh, people find the show. And uh, it's a place that people can find the show. Tell your friends, phone the neighbors, wake the kids. Uh, and we'll be on discord afterwards for all the Patreon people. Thanks for hanging out, everybody. I had a lot of fun. And uh, we're going to have a little bit more fun. Uh, I'm going to grab a, a, a drink. Blue Deb says Danny Rocket is the perfect porn name. I know I tried to go into it. I aged out. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> it's, it's just how I it happened to me. I don't know. I don't think you've aged out. <laughs> Thanks, Michael. I think. <laughs> some, of these, <laughs> some of these men are, are uh, they're still in it. I don't yeah, know. Exactly. <laughs> Very suggestive. So, um, <clears throat> So uh, thanks, IFG. Thank you, Mr. Cotton. Thank we'll see you. you over on the other side. Um, as always, give us money. We'll split it and um, uh, join our Patreon. And uh, here's uh, me and my niece doing Juliana Zobrist's uh, dramatic readings and a song featuring birthday girl Bexy Ashworth on violin. It's I didn't come here for a haircut. See ya. Spagog! January 9th. This is my regurgence. The person I am today stepping back in. An enfranchised soul eternally curious, curious at the intersection of truth and beauty, beauty, beauty. My becoming is not a detachment from my previous self, but the emergence of a new self, self. I am still tethered to every prior vision. The pairs of shoes which no longer fit. Every former skin I once lived within. Stated plainly, she is unfolding, folding, folding. I and I and I am.